We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. The Bart Winkler Show with my longtime friend, Justin Garcia of the Bucks Radio Network. Justin, what's up, buddy? What's up? So, uh, long, yeah, I was just thinking about this the other day. What, like 15 years that we've known each other already? Yeah. Where's my life gone? We've known each other, but we've kind of been like at the other side of the school, you know? Like, uh, I'm, we, I'm like, over here and you're over there. We grew up in the same neighborhood, but went to different high schools. Yeah, that kind of thing. I, I remember... You're a big Boy Meets World fan, I assume. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Minkus used to be in the early episodes. Yeah. And then he wasn't, and he was in, like, the finale of the high school years. And they're like, where have you been? He goes, oh, I've just been on the other side of the school. Like, they didn't interact with him as much. He was there. So we're present. Yeah, which, I mean, it seemed like it was, like, a, a class of, like, 150 people there at the most. So kind of hard to believe you wouldn't see Minkus or run into him at some point, but probably had different studies. Well, Mr. Turner just vanished. I think he well got in a I, bike accident and was gone. Yeah, or I could see Jonathan Turner running off with a student's mom, the way that things appear to be headed, which is a tough storyline in this day and age. So maybe they preemptively just said, let's avoid this before it comes up. Well, it's good to see a uh, uh, Boy Meets World notwithstanding. I will start with the Brewer trade. I'm going to just mention the Brewer trade. I talked to uh, Evan Heffelfinger a little bit later in this episode, my good good buddy from the 1250 days. We have recorded before the trade went down, and uh, we talked about the Brewers' lack of trade. So later in the episode, that will get weird, uh, but I'm not going to edit it. So just fast forward on that part, I guess. The Brewers have gotten – William Contreras, not Wilson Contreras, William Contreras, who I think is all right. I mean, he's Wilson Contreras' brother. He's from the Braves. They were in the All-Star game together. Remember that story? That was cute. And the Brewers traded away Manny Pena. It's a three-team catcher swap. Manny Pena goes to Oakland. Manny Pena, of course, uh, invented claws up when the Brewers tried to force that onto people. My words, none of this is Justin's commentary. Um, the Brewers also renamed the restaurant to be named later today. They can redecorate that space a hundred times. All we want are the long golf simulator. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. We just want Long Islands, man. Uh, this is kind of – this isn't this kind of like the the Dylan Brooks trade that wasn't where it was uh, – who was it? The Suns that thought they were getting Mar- – that thought they were getting Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies were saying no Marshawn Brooks. So the trade never went through where maybe the Brewers were like, W. Contreras, let's do this. And then they yeah. find out tomorrow, oh, you didn't actually check that he – there's not a W. Contreras, another one. We got Wilson Contreras. Okay. You never know. I mean, they uh, you never know with this team. A lot of pessimism around them. I do say that one of the reasons why, like, because this year, the Brewers have had a lot of years like this, but this year felt different. I feel like the Bucks winning that championship, like, you know, the Bucks were always the afterthought. But they were. <laughs> Still? Hey. I watched Bucks Matt. I don't know what was the game on during the Packer game. I watched some of that. God, look, God bless you. And even more so if you listened to the game. But yeah, I mean, the Bucks are still fighting that battle, which just it absolutely perplexes me. Like you don't need to be held prisoner by the Packers. They are not good. They've told you for months they're not going to be good. Who knows where this team is headed in the future? And like the team that's most recently won a championship, the team that's most positioned, best positioned to win a championship the team that has the best individual player and they're still third in the pecking order here in the state. I think they can get up to, t- uh, it's, it's tough. The brewers get to sell the weather. Yeah. And they also get to sell that people love to get drunk and tailgate. Yep. And they get to sell anything outside of Milwaukee County. Well, and they get to sell the golf simulator too. I mean, it's golf, it's Wisconsin. So yeah. Yeah. That's an uphill battle. Which, I'll if you are in the market, that. hey, if you're in the market for a golf simulator, check out my affiliate link on my Twitter page for Carl's Place. Don't be going to X Golf. You can get a golf simulator in your own beautiful home. Carl's Place. Well, I wonder. I wonder if uh, I'll, I'll float the the Carl's Place uh, info to the the people I know in business ventures with the Bucks, and maybe if we get our own golf simulator in Pfizer Forum, like that'll start to to drum up even more because there are the diehards. Not to say there isn't. Uh, but it's it's kind of like a niche fan. And I don't know, uh, we're around the same age. I don't know what it was like in the 80s. I was all of like four years old when the Bucks were really peaking then. So uh, maybe it was different then. But I mean, I think a lot of it is the Packers have been good for 30 years and the Bucks have been not good for most of those 30 years. So it's still going to be an uphill battle to kind of claim some of those fans. But I mean, for the time being, this is the team to put your interest in. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, beating the Packers – you're not going to beat the Packers. No. I think where I was saying was there is a different level of expectation. Like, I felt in the championship run, the Bucks were battling two different pressures. The pressure of themselves. Like, they need – t- you got Giannis, and you've gotten close, and the thing with the Raptors series was awful, and then the bubble, which hindsight, I'm glad they didn't win. But you, you like you look at you, they had that pressure, but then they also had the pressure of the rest of the state, and we kept getting so close in different sports. Uh, the Packers, obviously, the Brewers had some runs, the Bucks themselves. I mean, nobody, nobody cares about the Wisconsin Badgers basketball team as much as we pretended to six weeks after the Packers lost the NFC North championship game. I mean, we care. It's the bet, you know, we care, but 
I, I think a lot of that was just uh, we're st- we were still heartbroken about Seattle. So I think the Bucks had all this like pressure, and they overcame it. And I do think now other teams are like, well, the Bucks won. What are the Brewers doing? Why, why are you trading Josh Hader? The Bucks won. Go do that. Packers, what are you doing? Why do you suck? The Bucks won. If the Bucks can do it, why can't some of these other teams? So I think the Bucks have kind of put pressure on some of these other teams. At least like fans are being, you know, the Packers, whatever. I, I don't know. There's a lot of apathy, and fans are being a lot less like Brewers. You can do whatever you want. They, I mean, the Brewers are getting shit yeah. hard. And I think some yeah. of that's because the Bucks won. I think some of that is because the Bucks won it. If the Bucks would have lost that series to uh, the Hawks, I'll say, because if they lost the series to the Nets, people are disappointed. But then it's, well, what did you expect? I mean, look at that team. If they lost the series to the Hawks, then like sports might have just had to fold in general in the state of Wisconsin, where it was just beyond repair of getting so close and then having it snatched away from you. But them winning, I do think, is is kind of, made fans hold other franchises accountable more like case in point, the Josh Hader trade. I think in the past, you'd probably see a lot of people buying into, well, this Estee Ruiz, I really think he's going to be something in a couple of years and they know something about the pitching in this. So uh, I don't know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But once you saw the bucks of all teams as the team to do it, I think that really sparked more of, wait a minute, we should expect to win. There's different um, standards that I have, and this is something I'll kick around throughout the show, but there's different standards I have. Like with the Packers, I they need to win another one with Rodgers. I, I've always felt that way. You have to win more than one. I don't know if I'll get to that point with the Bucks. I mean, if they keep getting that close and that close again and don't win, ultimately I think they're going to win again. I think they'll win this year. I, I think they'll win this year. But, but if they don't, am I going to be – I don't think I'm going to be like hard on Giannis the way that I – try to tear Rogers down and his personality every chance I get. And so I also look at like, well, what's, what's going to happen with the bucks. There's people that'll come on here when I do some live shows and they'll say, Oh, you got to trade Middleton. You got to trade Middleton because you got to get what you can now. I'm like, you know, let these dudes play forever. I don't, I don't want these guys to leave. They gave me, they gave me that run. Uh, I've been called Middleton. Here's controversy, controversial hot take the third best buck of all time. So I am, I'm like, let these guys play here, but that's a different approach than I take with the other teams. Maybe because the Bucks won, maybe Giannis, I don't know. Um, so I, I obviously am uh, biased here, but I, I think within a year, by the end of this year, it, it's not going to be all that controversial. I mean, he, he's going to be the third best Buck of all time, at least statistically speaking. It's going to be him and Giannis up there with Kareem in a lot of those categories, not specifically in the point dominant categories, Middleton is going to be up there and he has the championship where I think, you know, we talk about Kareem so much, but uh, depending on the age group that you're in, I think a lot of times those 80 80s teams, those guys can get slighted a little bit just because it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. And a lot of younger Bucks fans know nothing about that generation other than Marcus Johnson is the guy that's on TV uh, but Chris Middleton's going to be in the top three in most statistical categories, and some of them number one or the top two. So within a year, I think statistically, he's already going to be the third best Buck player of all time. It's just the the conversation around him has always been terrible. Like, yeah, I always feel like I'm playing defense. I mean, even even when he and this this is a guy who there was no there was no Jabari Parker type expectation on him. There was no. 
like, hey, let's take this guy with the 10th pick Thon Makers type of situation. This was, hey, we're going to trade, uh, and then they're sending us Chris Middleton to match. Who? I don't know. Some guy. Yeah. And then We traded for Brandon Knight, and yeah. like, yeah, whatever you got to throw in. So it's not like you were promised anything. All of this is a throw-in. And then he plays well enough, and they're like, I don't know, guys. We might have to give him four years, $40 million. Four years. He's going to make $10 million a year. And then the contracts balloon. And then he's, you know, he's always like on the right side of right before the contract and the tax balloons. And then we'll trade him. Get, get back Bradley Beal for him. Well, you can't. And also why we're, we're so like here in Wisconsin, we're like, if it's ours, we, we love quick trip so much. I'm going to make it my personality. We love Culver's. I'm going to sit in line for the butter and curd burgers. We have Chris Middleton. Get him out of here. What's the, what's the deal? It's uh, it's the most frustrating conversation. And it like the frustrating part is it kind of died down a little bit. I think the peak of it was uh, what was that? The summer of 2019 when he signed the extension and there was all, he's not a max player and you can't pay him this much money and you would have to constantly have the conversation of assets and here's how the cap works. You can't just let him walk and then sign somebody else. That's not how things work here. So if for no other reason than to, to have the asset, you have to sign him. And oh, by the way, he's good and he's worth this money. But we put so much worth on, well, he's making more money than Giannis. Like, well, yeah, that'll change in two years and it's going to continue to be cyclical. But I genuinely thought that conversation was dead once they won the title because you cannot sit there and dispute how large of a role Chris Middleton played in that championship. Yeah, they don't win without him. They don't win without him. The game winner in game one of the playoffs against the Heat, what he did, he hit the game-winning shot against the Nets. He was the guy with that field goal. I know there wasn't a whole lot of offense in overtime, but it was his basket that put the Bucs in front and allowed them to win the game. And then, of course, what he did against the Hawks, he had a 40-point game in the finals, and yet we're still having this conversation of Chris Middleton isn't a number two and he turns the ball over too much. This is our Tuesday, December 12th edition of the podcast. We've got much more to come. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back with Justin Garcia. It doesn't play as well as YouTube, but I got to edit in my uh, ad locators. All right, so the 12th, did I say Tuesdays? This I don't care. It's the 13th. I'm talking, whatever. This isn't live. You all know that. What I want to say is that December 12th was the seven-year anniversary of when the Bucks beat the Warriors to go 24 and one. I was at a wedding that night, so I wasn't like able to watch a lot of the game, which is why I have a lot of bad feelings towards that game. But I do think that 24 and one is a low point in Bucks history. (laughs) Those t-shirts are so embarrassing. I am just disgusted by it. The Bucks seven years later are going to look for a vengeful warriors team who have won four championships but still we're dethroned and are going to be out for blood on the Pfizer forum battlefield tonight. Is this a finals preview? Uh, yes. Do you think it's a finals preview? I do. You do. I think the bucks are winning the title and I'm not putting chairs out this time. I'm putting ladders. And I think the Warriors will get out of the West. Um, okay, you should. I think I'll be first to market on this idea, and I'll let you have it. You should put out deer stands for the title and just be sitting up in a deer stand along Wisconsin Avenue. I don't hunt, though. Well, neither do I, but I'm sure we can find people that would put up a deer stand for Bart Winkler. <laughs> he wants a deer? I've been, I've been waiting for that. <laughs> I think I probably know a few of them. Um how about, I don't know. This? How about so, this? Would you trade 10 years of your life if it guaranteed Chris Paul never getting a ring? I would trade 20. <laughs> I would trade 20. I'd die tomorrow if it guaranteed I was going to say, if, if I give up 10 years uh, at the way things are going, I'm, I might not make it through the end of the season. So yeah, The person um, making it, God would be like, uh, I'm going to need four of your years back. Right. And I'll take the next six. Yeah, he's like, well, what if uh, what if I do this? And uh, he might be a part of a championship team, but he's going to be injured and not actually experience it. That's all I can give you based on the years that you're trading and what you actually have left. Yeah, you can't you can't offer me enough life <laughs> for this deal. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of God telling you the credit card was declined. <laughs> yeah, I can promise you that they'll make Game Seven of the playoffs. And he will have the game-winning shot, but you will die without seeing it go, and you will die at that moment. I can, I can promise you, you will never see him win a championship. <laughs> That's as far as I can take it. Yeah, yeah. funny. Um, so no, I, answer, I, answer the Bucks Warriors one. Uh, so, I mean, it's a cop out. It's either the Bucks or the Celtics, based on yeah you know, what what happens here going into the second half of the season but so far those two teams are clearly the best teams in basketball and you know I'm going to be curious to see Boston with Robert Williams back because it actually benefits the Bucs where 
that's why that's a big part of why they lost last year is when when Time Lord went down, it was taking a shooter off the floor and it, or it was putting an extra shooter on the floor. So it was tougher to play big and play Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez together. Um, so I'm going to be curious to see it because I think by the time we have that Christmas Day matchup, both teams knock on wood are going to be pretty close to healthy with Robert Williams and Joe Ingles likely back. The West is much more of a crapshoot to me that I, I guess I would side with the Warriors just because they've done it before. But I thought the Grizzlies would take a little bit of a step back. That doesn't appear to be the case. Who knows with the Pelicans? I mean, that's a team that's kind of given you Grizzlies vibes from a year ago. I still really, really like the Suns or believe in the Suns, despite our Chris Paul hatred there. Um, and in the West, there's just it's you're you're better off picking the field in the West versus in the East. Take either the Bucks or the Celtics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Celtics, for sure. Um, you know, I'm not going to deny that they're not playing well. I don't think the Bucks lose to them if healthy, but you know, that's going to be a battle. I, I guess we'll see. Uh, I'm excited for the game. This will be the first game of the year that I go to. Do you think if you're the Warriors, why wouldn't you show up wearing the 24 and one shirts? If you're the Warriors. Yeah. Like, Hey guys, remember this? I just think it was, I just, I hate that. I hate that that happened. Well, it was also a time when that's all you really had to cling to. Like you, I was saying, I was saying, cause I'm so clairvoyant and usually right. Um, I was saying, except for this year, I said the Packers would have the best defense in the league. I was so clairvoyant. I said, there are so many good things to come. Don't waste your, don't waste it on this. You're wasting it. And like I said, I didn't get to see the game. So I felt like I was kind of not really a part of it. I'm sure had someone offered me a ticket and said, put this shirt on. I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be hanging up behind me. Oh yeah. Like, I, mean, I tried to get one of the shirts. Cause that was my first year on the job and trying to feel like, how do I get one of these shirts? And, uh, to no avail, especially after they ended up winning the game. But like that just feels like a lifetime ago. It was a different building. It was probably my favorite Bradley Center memory. And Greg Monroe, of all people, was basically the best player in the game. Do you like my Bradley Center uh, space idea? I know they want to do a concert <laughs> hall, but I think they should put a Bradley Center museum on the site. Basically rebuild the Bradley Center just no events in there or anything you just you rebuild it and you point to stuff and say that's where that that's just one of the seats from the bradley center i mean it'd be a totally functional building but do do it to scale too so like it's yeah. just a tiny little bradley center and like you can come by like here's uh here's where bruce springsteen played 13 times here's where john bon jovi held the final concert in this building here's where austin 316 started here's the austin 316 well, actually, it started at the Mecca. True, true, true. My bad. But How here's, uh, yeah, here's where Kane chokeslam Mick Foley through a car or whatever event that was. How are you on your wrestling upkeep? Are you watching every show every week? No, oh, man, it's tough. Uh, I uh, I was at a point last year where it was just psychotic levels of keeping up with it, and then. I just don't have the time during basketball season. So I usually just cheat and rely on Reddit to fill me in. And if there's a weekend where there's no games and I can actually watch 
one of the, I'm not going to call the premium live events. If I can actually watch one of the pay-per-views then I will, <laughs> but um, my upkeep with raw and SmackDown is not that great. And now I've kind of reached the point where I should probably be careful because I'm still trying to find a hookup for WWE tickets. Thought I could get some for a raw at Pfizer forum, but alas, but I do have a connection with AEW. So each time they're in town, one of the guys I used to work with actually works for Turner now. So I get tickets to their shows. So I do somewhat keep up with them, but it's kind of reached the point where it's hate watching and it's, it's just gotten bad where it's hard to believe those two have flipped to where they were a year ago. That's what I wanted to say. I, I, I'm, I realize that I'm a WWE like loyalist. Yeah. So am I. It's like, I really, I tried, I tried to get out of that relationship as hard as I could, but then all they got to do is look at you and you're like, all right, I'm back. I know. I, I know. So there's a lot of gaslighting going on. <laughs> yeah. I always say WWE is 95% shit, but then the 5% that's good is so good. And, you know, my wife would always walk in whenever I was watching wrestling. She'd never walk in when it was like the apex of a feud or a five-star match. It was always like Santino swinging it's, his head. It's horn swoggle revealed to be Vince McMahon's son or May Young giving birth to a hand. Yeah. Or, or uh, Funkasaurus dancing with the Funka ladies or whatever the hell. Uh, he's got a nice career now. What, what a does. turn for that guy. Unbelievable. So, because I AEW, I was like really into, I was getting more into it, and I just think it sucks now. I like, like MJF a, as the champ, but yeah, it's gotten like too cute where it's just let's play to like the Uber fans, and like you're talking to one percent of your audience right now. And I, the like the biggest 180 for me was, uh, I was almost almost out the door and like meeting up with AEW and I was going to leave the relationship and marry them and freaking Cody Rhodes of all people. I hated him in AEW <laughs> and that who fully brought me back in to WWE. I know the guy smashes the throne and he's back in <laughs> and then he's hurt. Not it doesn't matter. He's there, man. No, it's great. AEW. I love the shows. It's two minutes of a women's match that should have at least been 10. Then it's uh, an ROH match. Then it's the crowd popping for some guy from Japan I never heard of. Then it's a segment I like. And then it's a main event that should have been the main event on their Friday show. Yeah, and, and then you get the elites uh, who, uh, look, do put on good matches, but all of the passive-aggressive stuff that goes on there. The most interest I had in AEW uh, was obviously the CM Punk stuff. And I actually went to Chicago for CM Punk's debut last year. Like that's how far into the nerdum I was with well, that AEW. That was such a great moment. Like I was a fr I Friday night. Yeah. I, I told it my wife, just... we're not doing anything tonight. <laughs> she's, like, was... she's like, normal night in this house. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. And like, as soon as he came out and you knew like, what if this does? Cause if that was WWE, he doesn't debut where they tell you hey, it's going to be CM Punk. Like, don't worry. And then it's going to be the gobbledygooker son or something like that. So when he actually came out, like it was amazing, just the atmosphere in there. And I remember as soon as he was done, like I got to go to the merch stand and then seeing the lines were like, I waited in line for the rest of the show, which like taped additional shows of dark. So it was like two more hours. And I was waiting in line the entire time just to get a friggin' CM Punk t-shirt. 
I bought a CM Punk uh, card on the internet, or I thought I, I thought I got a free one from Upper Deck. They're like, "Hey, CM Punk card." I go, "Oh, I'll get a free one. Send it to my house." And I checked the mail every day. The card never came. And then, like two months later, I looked, and I just only bought a digital copy of the card. So then I uh, printed it out and put it in the case. No, I spent 30 bucks to get a real one. <laughs> I was like, well, I already have it. My card. Give it to me. And then yeah, I, I like it's it, it's uh, my 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 interest is dropped with AEW. I mean, I still occasionally will pay attention, but I have never been so disappointed in myself than when I keep saying like, well, I, I just can't. Swing this, I'm out. And yet quarterly, I, I still spend the $50 for their pay-per-views. And I've only half paid attention, half know what's going on. And it's every single time. Like, why did I do this? Oh, yeah. I still watch every show and I'll pay for it. I just, I like to complain because uh, that's what I do. And uh, that's what wrestling fans do. Uh, I do want to thank you. This is actually three days out from the first episode, or three months out from the first episode of my podcast. I've been doing this for three months now. How about it? <laughs> How about it? Yeah, I mean, it was... Do you admire my hustle? Well, it was like uh, about three months of me texting you and DMing you and sending you Facebook messages daily begging to come on the show. And now it's finally happened. So I do admire the hustle. I'm also... See, you're somebody that I haven't like really worked with, worked with, but uh, someone I like. So I'm also trying to reach out to some of the people that I've had public tiffs or feuds with. This is part of my branding of infrastructure week, where I'm going to rebuild the bridges that I've burned. Uh, have you formulated a list for that? I'd like you to help me with Wildy. Okay. That'd be good. I can call him right now. We can try to put him on the show, but I would have to tell him. Um, I think it kind of works the same as radio where I'd have to tell him, Hey, you're on the air. Um, yeah, yeah. he might push back on that with, uh, with, with who the host is, but I can see what I can do. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to try to do that. Uh, Steve Zabin, I think I would like to have on Zabe. Um, be there. No, nah. Bill Michaels. Uh, I might still have the number. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but, uh, yeah, way back when I was his producer. So we can see. I actually have him in my phone as uh, – hold on. I got to – this is – don't – I have him in my phone as – hold on. This is worth it for the video. Oh, can you – you can't – wait. Dumb fuck unit bitch. You know what? I feel pretty good about getting him on the show. <laughs> we had a falling out. Apparently we did too. Um, I don't know what led to that, but uh, it was one of the sadder moments of my life. I think one of the saddest things about this business, and not to get too uh, inside, but this is an industry, radio, whatever this is, as I sit in front of this green curtain. Um where we constantly rip on and criticize and Backstage. it's our job 
set up for failure. Yeah. And then the moment that we take one punch back, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, did you hear what they said about me? Oh, this guy's saying this stuff about me. What are we doing? We're all a bunch. Um, we're, what I'm saying is, we're all a bunch of dumb fuck unit bitches, Justin. Well, I think the, I think where I would almost rather be you is, um, it probably sounds like um, not as intended, but uh, because you've been so vocal and outspoken with uh, your feelings on some of these people, you know who doesn't like you or who has an ax to grind with you. Uh, I know there are, are people that feel the same way about me. I don't know who they are because I haven't picked oh. fights with them. So uh, for all I know, it could be people I work with daily. It probably is people I work with daily, but who knows? So maybe I'll change my ways and I'm just going to start picking fights with everybody but Dave Kane now. Well, you should. Uh, and just, I want you to know that this is your future if you do. <laughs> unshowered in the middle of the afternoon in front of a green screen in front of a basement wall that does seemingly have some questionable issues. This is, this is what, this is what telling speaking your mind gets you. Well, I mean, that's for me, that's no different than any game day that isn't a home game. So like any other day of the week, that's the same thing. It's there are no home games in my life anymore. <laughs> there are none. It's a sad, sad world. Thanks for your therapy and thanks for your box takes. Um, you're welcome. I mean, I when, when, when's the last time you were up in the cross? So right after I got uh, let go. Oh, geez. I emailed my buddies emailed i said i need to be there within the next seven days and then we went up for a day uh so september oh man labor yeah, day I, weekend labor day friday labor day friday oh you went for alumni weekend no it wasn't alumni weekend maybe it was is that, yeah alumni weekend is is usually labor day I don't know. I've just been trying to get it was a blur. It was a blur. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been there in like a year or so. Our, our buddy Grant keeps trying to get me up there and I do have to, I do have to make it up there, but um, I keep trying to pitch like how can Dell's become a sponsor of the Bucks radio network. And then the only payment is just going to be, give me a bar tab and I'll go up there quarterly. I like that. When I was there, I did stop by Grant's studio. We're talking Grant bills, of course, friend of show. I'll actually be on the next episode of this pod. Uh, and I posted on Twitter that I was there for a job interview. And like his, his co-workers <laughs> thought and believed it. They're like, we're hiring this guy? He's like, no. Were, were his co-workers in the list of people that you've also offended? And that's why like, this guy? Oh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's very possible. <laughs> very possible. Yeah, me and Brad Williams have an axe to grind. Uh, I could, you know, I, I have to go into the studio tonight. I could just go in there and wait until it's like six o'clock ish and a handful of the shows are letting out and there's more people there and just casually mention this was what I spent my afternoon doing and see if I get confirmation that there's more people for you to add to the list. I'm going to uh, eject myself from this conversation. 
one of the names that you mentioned, Esturi Ruiz was in this trade. Oh, <laughs> the uh, Brewers, the Brewers traded Ruiz for William Contreras and two arms. Justin Yeager from Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, and man. and Joel Piamps from Oakland, and Ruiz is going to Oakland. You know what really annoys me, um, and I had to actually pay attention to the Brewers last year um, because somebody had left who's who's not in that camp. Our, our pal Matt Pauly, at least as far as I know, does not uh, despise you. And uh, I no, had to Matt Pauly and I. Uh, no, this is oh, we're good. Thick as thieves. All right, good. I was going to say, whoa, he lied to me. Matt Pauly's um, on my side of the Civil War in uh, Avengers media. Uh, I had to to help uh, pinch hit for him. And what really grinds my gears, I don't know why, and I was trying to think of, like, what is the basketball equivalent besides all advanced statistics? Like, oh, you know what the uh, effective field goal percentage or his true shooting is? But when you hear just the term velo, like we've gotten that lazy that it's always oh, got good velo. Like, no, it's velocity. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's pretty sus. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, no cap on that. Any baseball stat that has one letter lowercase and another, the next level is uppercase. I'm like, this ain't real. Uh, any stat or just, you just contain that to baseball. Pretty much any stat. Like RBI. They're all capital. WRC plus get the fuck out of here. Whenever you include the plus, and I went through it with basketball, where uh, there was a stretch over the summer uh, to no, it was uh, during the bubble, right before it, when uh, nobody had anything to do, and I was just sitting. What you're doing now—that was me every single day. Uh, only it extended until like 11 p.m., and occasionally I would play PlayStation. But then I uh, dawned on me, like, you know what you should do? You should, like, try to figure out how to create your own models for basketball. So I did that for, like, 45 minutes, and then it was just like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, no. What, 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 what is this for, and why have I done this? Some of these people, there's this one guy that sits up all night and does the spreads for every college game. Like, he'll do them. And then he sees what the Vegas spreads are, and he's like, oh, I had this as a – one point favorite for Arizona and Vegas has a two point favorite. So I'm, I'm to take that game. How about I mean, you just I, wait till the spreads come out? Yeah. I hate to break it to him too, but um, I don't know if he's heard of them, but Bill Simmons and uh, cousin Sal already do that. So he can just get the information from them prior to those games. Yeah. Anyway, he'll be part of infrastructure week. Cause I just, Bill Simmons? Uh, I had a falling out with Bill Simmons. Not yeah, that I, I think we him. all have, but you think you're going to get him on? No, oh. no, I did. When I wrote a blog called the Bucky channel, I did, uh, <laughs> I, I did write an article once that he linked to in his links. Oh, for the GM. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, everybody did that. That was huge around that time. Cause, uh, <laughs> I, like that's how we initially met. Like we were in the cross at the same time, but never, 
I don't think we actually met when we were in lacrosse. It was for that godforsaken sports bubbler that that son of a bitch Dan Walsh set up. Yeah. Oh, Dan Walsh he used to be a prominent figure in the Milwaukee community until he just vanished seven years ago. I have no idea where he is. Uh, he's still in Milwaukee. I think he's. You can find him at cops most of the time, but other oh, than that, yeah, 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 still around, still around. Yeah, I had the, I had the. Uh, well, they might, they might make another position conversation with him seventeen times. <laughs> <laughs> See, my conversations with him were usually like, "Hey, it's ten seventeen. Where is your blog? You you do this every Monday morning, and you said that you had things going on last night, and it was just me sleeping off a hangover." Yeah. Yeah. Winks thinks every Wednesday. Yeah. We had, what was our, Oh, the brew town beat, which not quite as good as brew city, but I thought brew town just rolled off the tongue more, but then gave up on it. And now apparently there's a band in Milwaukee called the brew town beat. So they have that web address and everything else and the Twitter handle. Oh shit. You sue them or no. I was going to do that, but then I realized I don't have any money for a lawsuit. Yeah. You got to spend money to make money these days. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. But I've been spending money and I'm still, it's not coming in. Well, once we get to the sports bubbler uh, portion of our, of our friendship, I am going to, I'm going to stop now. I'm going to say goodbye. Uh, farewell. In my phone as dumb fuck Garcia bitch. It's Justin Garcia. I just have you in there as friend, best friend. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Anytime. That's my good, good, good buddy, Justin Garcia. Yeah, the sports bubbler. Dan Walsh, I miss you. That was a, like, they call them verticals now, of the Journal Sentinel. So it wasn't the Journal Sentinel, but it it was like an offshoot, and we wrote blogs and the, the Daily Dish or whatever the hell it was called. Wrote a column on there. That's where the name Winks Thinks came from. I wrote a column called Winks Thinks every Wednesday. Uh, and I wanted to keep, I don't know. I thought I have a brand. So that's why I made my Twitter Winks Thinks. I want it to be Bart Winkler. And I'll change if it's ever free. Somebody's got Bart Winkler. Someone that just tweeted out a latitude, latitude and longitude line once. Elon says he's getting rid of them. Hey, ever since Elon took over, I get seven DMs a day asking to to buy crypto or to like some innocent girl needs a ride from the airport. She's very flirty. So it's some weird shit that comes into the DMs in this Elon era. Uh, So anyway, once I picked her up, uh, recorded this with Evan. (laughs) No, um, here's what I did. On Monday, I recorded with Justin as the Brewer trade was happening. We happened to be recording. Earlier that morning, before Evan started his uh, shift for the day at his real job, I talked to Evan. And so we don't know at that point that the Brewers are going to make a trade. The conversation that we have, I think it, it still fits. They didn't make a splash at the winter meetings. They can't. This is the kind of stuff, this trade that they have to do, uh, this is the kind of stuff that they have to do now. And we'll get excited about it, and reasonably so. This is a good trade. This is a good trade. It's just that for roster construction, we, the Brewers, have to do it differently than these other teams. Ruiz, for a couple of pitchers, and Contreras, Mike Petriello tweets, 
it seems the Brewers turned Asturi Ruiz, who has truly elite speed, but almost no power to speak of, into five years of William Contreras and also two arms, Yeager and the other guy who I'm going to wait to learn how to pronounce. Wow, I love that for Milwaukee. Love, period, it, period. We get the period treatment. Yeah, it's a good trade. A lot of metrics have the Brewers doing well in this trade. It's a good trade. But these are the things that excite us rather than um, the Brewers signed Trey Turner, right? That means now two of the four guys in the Padres hater deal are gone. Denelson Lamette being the other one. He spent 24 hours as a Brewer. And then Asturi Ruiz. I think that the Brewers should just trade the other two guys just to like wipe that from their system. And we talk a little bit about that with Evan. So again, uh, I talked to Evan about Packers, Brewers, Bucks, the whole gamut. And just when we're talking, we don't know of the trade. Although I really don't think that we don't talk like, oh, I think Ruiz is going to have a big year. We don't say stuff like that. Um, and if we did, I wouldn't edit it out anyway. I would find a way to justify it because I don't want to do that. I got some voicemails to play regarding the Brewers trade. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. Guys, happy place, hemp. What do you get the person who gets everything for Christmas? Who has everything for Christmas? You know who's hard to shop for? Grandparents. Most of mine are dead. My grandma's alive. I don't think she'd take one. My grandpa would have. My mom's dad. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, so, you know, some grandmas won't. Grandmas will. Some grandmas, you just say, Grandma, I got a new candy. And she's like, wow, that was good. What's that? That's happy place hemp. Great stocking stuffer. How about treat yourself, too? Here's the real Christmas uh, joy. Again, there's different gummies. I like the nighttime ones, the CBD, CBN, help you sleep. There's some THC free. Uh, you know, take those in the morning. Kind of just like a, you know, t stay focused a little bit. There's the ones with the THC, the Delta 8s, Delta 9s, THCOs. Feel happy. Treat yourself. And 25% uh, off your order. Now, Bart, I, I used that code before. You said promo code BART, 25% off. I, I got some. I liked it. I'd, li I'd like more, but promo code BART. Promo code still works. Every order you use with the promo code BART. It works. 25% off your order. So if you want to stack up a little bit, if you found one you like, you want a bigger sample, 25% off your order with happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. A couple of calls here. This one is from Brett Intosa regarding the Brewers deal. Hey, Bart. Brett Intosa here. Um, just calling in regards to this Brewers trade. I the last hour I was on the edge of my seat, I for some reason I really thought Willie Adams was gonna be in that trade and Brewers fan fans, including myself, were gonna lose their minds. But well two things on this trade. One, absolutely amazing trade for the Brewers. I mean you're trading your fifth best outfield prospect for a catcher who's an all star and has five years of control. Massive upgrade offensively for the team. Um, huge. But let and Let's be a little careful with saying the hater trade was a success. You know, obviously, I wanted hater traded, but it didn't work out. The trade was completely backfired last year. Does it look a lot better today, December 12th? Yes, but let, let's see how this thing pans out 
Um, and the Brewers need to sign Willie Adamas. They've they've made upgrades to their team while cutting cutting budget, but you got to use those to, to sign a few of your core guys here. So, all right. Uh, I don't know why you were fretting about Willie Adamas. I I I think of on on all today. Yeah, I saw the rumors that there was a three team deal going down, and then Sean Murphy went to Atlanta. Willie Adamas not going to be in a trade with a bunch of catchers. And also, if Willie Adams got traded, I don't think I'd lose a night of sleep. I like Willie as much as the next guy. I love when the game's 6-1 and then he finally hits a home run. I don't know. I, I I mean, Willie, I like Willie. I like Willie. I do. I like Willie a lot. I like him as a person. I like him as a player. But if they traded him, maybe I don't have the attachment to him. I, I don't know. I don't. I I'd, I want to see what we get in return. He's not untouchable to me. Am I off? Is he? I feel like I might be off on this one. Off in terms of what other people are thinking. Is he untouchable? Willie? I don't know. There are a lot of 27 jerseys at the park. But you already bought Yelich, and now you're embarrassed to wear it. And who else are you going to buy? Everybody else gets traded all the time. Uh, as far Okay, and also I separate this from the hater trade. You were able to turn, you were able to take a guy from the hater trade and turn it into this. But you did not trade hater for Wilson or William Contreras. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judge. I'm not connecting those dots. I'm not doing it. The hater trade was a disaster. And as we're going to talk about with Evan, to me, it kind of signaled the Brewers are never, ever going to go in the direction of spending money. They have to do trades like this. This I and I could be wrong on this too, but I am not connecting the dots. I am not saying, well, it's, uh, technically you trade Josh Hader for Will, uh, William Contreras and these two pitchers. No, you didn't. You did not do that. And I will not connect the dots. You traded Hader, your closer, when you were in first place for a bunch of guys that were not going to impact the team in 2022. That's the trade. They, they, they do not get to trade their way out of this. They're going to try, but the Josh Hader trade will always have been a bad trade. Now they can make it work, just like if Jordan Loves wins, wins a Super Bowl. It works. I mean, there's a good result to it, but it was still a bad decision. I have a phrase, I don't know if you heard it, getting rewarded for bad behavior. I don't connect them at all. Brett, we, that's one. We got to talk. We got to talk on a post game about that. I don't, I don't connect it one bit. Here's Nate. Hey, Buck. This is Nate, North Milwaukee. Um, just calling because uh, the Brewers made a trade um, to get William Contreras. Um, I feel like that this could be a good move for Matt Arnold. Um, he's already putting his fingerprint on the team, showing that they want to compete, but also getting younger um, and filling in. Um, necessary places with young talent. Um, he was a he was an all star all star last year. He's gonna be twenty five um, on the twenty fourth, and uh, I just feel like he hit twenty bombs, so it'll give us some production from the catcher spot. And he's he's controllable. He's and he'll be controllable for a few years. Um, I feel like the mixture of 
the guys that you already know that you have, like Adamus and Burns and Woodruff, mixed in with these young guys who are, yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be, um, they're going to have to prove that they can be here. But with with bringing up Terang and having a Mitchell, and um, I even like the Jesse Winkler move um, as far as having a DH and also um, Hera giving him some at bats at DH as well. Um, I feel like this this team is coming together. Um, not saying that David Stearns did a bad job, but Arnold is putting his fingerprint on it as far as this is a, this is the team he wants and he's he's willing and wanting to compete. So yeah, that's all I got for that. Yeah, and just like you know, when Stearns made trades, you never know what kind of impact Matt Arnold had on him. I don't know if David Stearns is being consulted here. Uh, I don't think he is. I think they're just paying him to go on vacation and not go to the Mets. But, yeah, all right, Matt Arnold. So, Matt Arnold swinging. I like the trade. I like the trade. I don't know. I'm more excited. I mean, I think Contreras, I think that's a great – I'm excited about that. All-star. I don't uh, – I don't like how in baseball we say controllable. I get that you want a guy for like, but in, in basketball or football, it's like, oh, you're on for five years. Or he's controllable. I don't know. That feels like a very small market thing to say. But you have to say it because those are the kind of guys you need. Young, controllable talent. Also, I did like this tweet I saw from uh, AK Schaff on Twitter. He had said that the Brewers have this X-Golf, and it's all we hear about for months. Meanwhile, the Brewers give Lainey's the restaurant, and they make a trade right away to push it off the front page. Interesting. Again, nobody cares what that restaurant is. They just like to be able to watch a game in there. And get Long Islands. If you just made it look like a, I mean, just set up some tables, set up, make it look like a uh, VW hall, a couple of tables and folding chairs. People don't care. Can I see the game from in here? Can I get a burger? Can I get a Long Island? Can I take the Long Island out back to the park? That's what they need. I do like uh, what Justin mentioned. If we can get, they already have X-Golf on top, but they could do a Carl's Place downstairs or get a Carl's Place at Pfizer. Yeah, I would. I would. Or get a Carl's Place in your house. Carl of ET.com. Check out the affiliate link that I have on my Facebook and my Twitter, which I told you is Winks Thinks. They bring us the voicemail line. So those voicemails you heard, 402-915-BART. That number always available on my Twitter. 402-915-BART. You can leave voicemails at any time, and I'll play them on the show. And thanks to our friends at Carl's Place for that. My reunion. It's been about a month since I've talked to this fellow, Evan Heffelfinger. And we're going to bring in our good, good, good (laughs) buddy, Evan Heffelfinger, back on the pod. What's up, buddy? Not much. I miss you. I miss the show. I miss hanging out with the good, good buddies. Yeah, I miss you too. 
we had Evan for a couple of weeks because he was uh, unemployed. Yeah. Wait, you you left you, but Evan left the fan before everyone left the fan, and then he but had I was a job. Unemployed. Yeah. And then but, I wasn't yeah. doubly. Yeah. Then then he had a job, and like after we all lost our jobs, Evan lost his other random job. <laughs> yeah. But then you found one really quickly. That's true. Thanks to you. So, yeah, it was a reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, uh, you're you're gainfully employed. You're eating. You're you have a roof over your head, so that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying yeah. to do good work and feed uh, your family, which is me. I'm essentially a family of four. So, <laughs> um, we're talking bucks a little bit today. Uh, you know, they got a big game against the Warriors coming up here Tuesday night. I don't think that. I have a lot of hot takes on the Bucks right now. I would have liked for them to win the other night. Okay, they didn't. Uh, they're you know a game or two behind the Celtics. Whatever. That game on Christmas is going to feel like it means a lot more than it does. It won't. Right. You know, I, I think as far as you know the Bucks go, I think it's those two teams, the Bucks and Celtics. I still like the Bucks better than the Celtics. And then I, I think what we're going to see on Tuesday night, I. You know, you could say Warriors Bucks finals preview forever. It's never happened. This could finally be the year. I still like the Warriors out of the West once they figure everything out, which it looks like they've started to. But uh, I get, I, you know, if they if you trip up against the Celtics, maybe. Uh, but I, I really like the Bucks coming out of this. There's people that keep jumping on my show that want to trade Chris Middleton because it's the year twenty blank blank. Yeah. So that's where that's where I'm at with the Bucks. I. I want to see the young guys play more. I like when Marjan was playing for a little bit and then he disappeared. Uh, if you're going to play Jordan water for five minutes, just don't play him at all. Right. I want, I want to see more Mamu. So that's ultimately, I just want Bud to go a little deeper in the regular season so that he knows he has options in the playoffs, but Bud's going to Bud. Well, he just needs the rookies to play better. He needs the young guys to play better. Uh, <laughs> that's how I get to see the quarters. They play better, play defense, play better. They're, the Bucks are going to win the championship. Like, it, it, why even talk about it? You could put your chairs down on Wisconsin Avenue right now. They're going to win the championship. I think we. Oh, all did you hear that. what I'm going to do instead? No, ladders. <laughs> okay, ladders on Wisconsin Avenue. Nice, nice. I like. Then I'll have a better view, a better seat. Right. I mean, as long as you're not afraid of heights, but which I am. And me too. I, but I, to me, the only story it's both both physically, like climbing a ladder, and metaphorically, like uh, in my career. <laughs> yeah, I was I was glad that we got laid off. I was thinking this show's getting too successful. Yeah, I, that's why I got about two rings up on the ladder and decided to jump off because I was getting too scared. Yeah, so, but no, the storyline for me for the Bucks this year is just health, which they haven't been able to get through this year, but to be expected when you had multiple rotation players injured heading into the season. For me, it's, yeah, health, uh, win enough games to make the playoffs because that's really all that matters, and then sign Middleton and Brooke to extensions. Make sure that they are bucks for life. That's all that I care about in the regular season right now. Well, that's where you're going to get pushback because the conversation regarding Middleton is, well, he's got that player option, and do you give him another contract? Do you want to pay – 39-year-old Chris Middleton, $50 million. I, 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 I look at it like this, I think, and this is kind of how I am with life, is I don't care about then. I'll figure then out then. <laughs> right. I need to figure out today, today, and then tomorrow. 
like there's some long-term planning that you do in your life, right? Like, all right, I'll put a little money here, a little money there. But for the most part, how, how, how is this going to benefit me today? Cause I might be dead. Right. Yeah. That's why, like, I don't think they'll go full heat giving a 38 year old Kyle Lowry a max and Jimmy Butler a max, but I feel like Chris, I would hope he wants to stay here. I mean, my dad's selling him carpet. That's an inside uh, fact for you. Really? So, yeah. Bobby what what, what kind of carpet? What do you got true. here? Hmm? Like, what is he carpeting? His bathroom? House. The whole house? Yeah. New carpet? So, carpet and I think a little bit of hardwood. But, you know, he wouldn't do that if he's planning on leaving, right? You don't re-carpet. Oh, unless you re-carpet to sell. But I don't think he would do that. Because... I mean, as much as we... Yeah, you don't re-carpet the cell. You let the next people figure it out. Yeah, that's too expensive. You at least take the carpet off and then show them hardwood. Right. And But I, I just... I feel like Chris, there's no reason why he shouldn't be a buck for life. I also think that he could sign a team-friendly-ish deal. Like a five for 125 or something like that. I don't know. Well, that might be a little low, but I also don't think that he's going to need... I mean, if he, if the market is another five for 190. No, I kind of don't care about your thoughts anymore now that I I have this carpet situation to talk about. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, Uh, how did like, so, so your dad works anonymous source. Anybody works for a place and one day he sees an order and says Chris Middleton? No, my dad's been working with him directly. For how long? A couple months. Have you met him? No, I've tried. My dad mentioned me, and he mentioned because uh, this started oh back when the fans still existed. Yeah. So he said that I worked there, and Chris but, is like, "Oh yeah, I know that station. That's cool." He, um, he's like, "Yeah, they had the one guy that ever defended me." Yeah, me. I me too. I've never yeah. been a Chris hater. I don't. I've, I don't understand it. There is no James Christian Middleton slander allowed on my Twitter feed. Man, that guy got a four-year, $40 million deal, and people were pissed seven years ago. <laughs> right. $10 million? Ten, ten million for yeah, ten, ten million. Ten and million for anybody. 26-6 and six in a game six clinching, like, playoff series with the game-winning fadeaway jumper. Get out of here. My thoughts on different teams are different. And with the Packers, you know, I want them to be good after Rodgers. But with the Bucks, yeah. I'm almost like – just let these guys play forever and then figure it out later. I just, these are our guys. They want us a title. I agree. You, I mean, you keep Giannis and Thanasis under contract until they both say they don't want to play anymore. Same with higher, Bruce higher, and Brooke. You know, your, your roster could be Giannis and Alex and Thanasis and Costas and the other brother and mm-hmm. the guy who played all the guys in the movie Rise and then Chris <laughs> yep. Middleton. And I don't give a shit. Yeah. Bring back Robin Lopez, bring in all of the Holiday brothers, and that's your rotation? That's yeah. still a winning team. Yeah. The the fewer families that make up that roster, the better. A <laughs> couple of voicemails coming in on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Nice. Evan, if you're in the market for a golf simulator. Always. Uh, you can go to my Twitter. I've pinned it. The uh, video Toby and I did. Yeah, Toby makes you look like an absolute scrub. So does the tree that I hit next to. I mean, I <laughs> I'm terrible. All right, a couple of voicemails I want to play. This is from John in Franklin. 
or we could go with the head dog. I got a guy calling me. He says I'm the head dog. Okay. I don't remember him. Let's go with John. Yeah. Good morning, John and Franklin, with my semi-late takes because of the voice that uh, mail deal with this whole podcast thing, which I'm trying to figure out and work with. The Vikings turned out to be exactly who we thought they were and who Vegas thought they were brilliantly calling this thing. Every person in Minnesota that bet this game lost, they thought this was easy money. They're going to start. They're, they're taking a big step towards the reality of what their team is, because the mediocrity of the NFC. Once you get past the first couple teams, they may they could even possibly win their first playoff match, matchup. It's possible because, frankly, who they're going to be matched up against, the, the Packers could possibly beat them. Even though we shouldn't be talking about Packers playoffs for at least a couple more wins, in my opinion, it's just destiny. They're going to get beat. It is kind of amazing, though, how a receiver has made Cousins a better quarterback. I'm, I'm, I, it's hard for me to kind of explain, but I ain't going to wait, waste too much time on it because I know there's a pea brain in that helmet at the end of it all, and it will expose itself, most likely in prime time, like it always does. Um, as far as I want to clean up a mistake I made about David Stearns, thinking he was still, yeah, right, he got bounced out, kind of making my point about if a tree falls in the forest, does anybody hear it? You know, when he tapped out when the Brewers were in first place, that was pretty much it for me. I checked out. So it was kind of a defense mechanism, just uh, just unbelievable. And maybe when he's the uh, general manager of the Mets, maybe some somebody could put a microphone in front of him and ask him to maybe shed some light on what that was all about. As a Brewer fan, it still tears me up. I'm out. A couple things there. I'll get back to the Packers in a second with you, Evan. But mm-hmm. as, far as, as far as the Brewers, my favorite part about all this, like the last two months, is mm-hmm. David Stearns has come out and said, yeah, we shouldn't have traded Hater," And Craig Council has come out and said, yeah, that was a mistake. And it's funny because there's a lot of people that defend the Brewers no matter what they do. Right. I don't know why. Uh, it's there's there's people that wake up and defend the Brewers no matter what and make it their personality the same way that people do that with Elon Musk for some reason. Some people just wake up and like, yes, Elon, Elon sucks. He's the worst. I, mean, he's, I hate him so much. He sucks. He bought, he bought, he bought Twitter just so he could make dumb jokes and whatever. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm happy. I'm not happy that they traded Hater. I'm not happy that they missed the playoffs. But I'm happy that the people that tried to tell me I didn't know and these guys know. I, I always hate that as as a sports critic or whatever I am now. When people are like, "You don't know what goes on in there. You don't," and so we always just assume these people have free reign to always be right. But they they were wrong. Right. A lot of us knew that they were wrong. And they were wrong, and now they're admitting that they're wrong. So, I just I'm just happy that people that the stern soldiers of the worlds and Arnold's army uh, have to chew on that a little bit. Well, for me, it, it was obvious. It's just body language, and anybody can pick up on that. But it also wasn't hidden very well by people like Devin Williams, who immediately after was pretty much in tears talking about the trade and how he didn't think that it made sense and how. You know, it just 
they're going to miss Josh and they definitely did. I think it trading Josh Hader is something they needed to do, but not in the middle of the season when you're in first place and in a trade where you help the other team while trading the best closer in all of baseball. There are so many things that went wrong with that. And I still like, it haunts me to this day, what could have been if they did better. But even if you do trade him now, people say, well, you wouldn't have gotten as much. Well, first of all, you let him get anything one day later. And like I said earlier, play for today, you know, play, play for today. Josh Hader is going to give you a better chance in 2022 uh, play for today. That being said, I was recently looking at a article about winter meetings and grading how everybody did mm-hmm. the Brewers. I thought would be in line for an F they got a C. I mean, I, did make some it's hard trade. to get an F when you've done nothing. Well, I forgot they made trades. I forgot. I forgot the trades counted as part of this. So they traded Colton Wong, of course, traded I like uh, that move a lot. Well, so here's, here's where I've realized on the Brewers and this is from a John and Franklin call. And this is about the hater trade. And this is why it bothered me so much. Because you're seeing the big contracts go in baseball now. Right. A lot of people are spending a lot of money. And they're starting to be, you know, we always thought like, all oh, the Yankees could buy championships, even though they haven't been to a World Series in a decade or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we always thought like, oh. Is the... So there's certain teams now that will pay. San Diego's like, we're done not trying. We're going to pay whatever. We are yeah. going to give every contract available to all these guys and if judge doesn't want it and if trey turner doesn't want it we're gonna swoop in like live golf and take lifetime xander bogarts away from the red sox who nobody nobody saw that coming but they they are there they they want to spend like they are spending but they didn't care who they got they were giving someone money the phillies you can throw the astros up there the yankees of course we thought the red sox but i guess not at this point Mm -hmm. so there's certain teams and the gap is getting bigger well, yeah, I mean, the Mets penalties are going to be more than I think it's like 10 projected uh, team salaries. That's nuts. Just just their penalties for paying over the long. But they don't time. care They 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 are going to put all the money in to try to get the best team and win trillion dollars. So with the gap being expanded, I think the Brewers, them trading hater, we felt like we all know where baseball is going. We all know we can't compete anyway with the market size. Don't give up before it actually starts to happen. And now, I mean, it's always been happening, but I do feel like this off season, there's a bigger uh, ripple effect of, okay, this is a clear mark in the sand. This is the off season when baseball really embraced. There's a few teams that spend and a lot of teams that don't. So while the Brewers are trying to trade Colton Wong for Jesse Winker or trade, Hunter Renfro for three guys, you know, maybe we'll see him, maybe we won't. That's one way to win, but to have that strategy in a strategy where you can just throw money at Xander Bogarts, it sucks. So a a lot of us have blamed the Brewers, and I think there was a lot of reason to blame the Brewers. I think they made a lot of moves that, you know, but now it's going to be hard to blame the Brewers when baseball ultimately is the issue, and I think that's where – we're settling. And that's why we were so mad about hater because you didn't have to make that trade. And then, and then they did. Yeah. It's like Tim Allen says a lot. Baseball is inherently unfair where as long as there's not going to be a salary floor, a salary cap, teams are going to be able to do what they're doing. And I, I think it's going to be hard to convince a team like the Dodgers or the Mets 
to agree to a revenue sharing deal, kind of like what the NBA has or the NFL has, where they spread that TV money out, depending. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's local or not. They spread it evenly throughout the teams. And that's what creates the salary cap. You're not going to be able to do that as long as those teams want to continue to outspend everyone like they can. My biggest issue is I don't want it to become an excuse. It is, it is an excuse, but don't limit that, make that limit you from going all out. Like, I don't want to hear Mark and Matt talk constantly about, oh, we just, you know, the, the market today, we can't get anybody. There are the boy, I, Mark is, Mark is cheap. He is. But base, the gap is becoming so big this off season that even if he wasn't cheap, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know that a pass is there for the Brewers to contend. Like, we couldn't get – how are the A's making major league moves and the Brewers aren't? The A's, A's don't even know where they're playing next Friday. <laughs> right. And they've signed two major league free agents, including your ultra-utility man in Jace Peterson. The Brewers have not made one major league free agent signing, except for the one guy who they gave a major league contract, Blake Perkins – who's never stepped foot on a major league ball field before Yeah, Blake's big breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I don't, I feel like there needs to be something done. I don't want to make a move just to make a move, but you can't tell me that they can't go and take a flyer on a Joey Gallo or go out and get an Adam out to help in that bullpen or just something show the fans. Mark said at the beginning of the off season, that this is going to be a busy offseason, that they're going to make moves, and all they've done so far is regress, which doesn't make sense with what they've said about wanting to stay competitive and put a a good team on the field in 2023. You can't do that if you regress. For payment today, to pay you, I want to pay you. Okay. Do you want this? It's a Brett Favre starting lineup from 1999. Jesus. Um, so, because I collected a bunch of these, and I've already yeah. opened like three or four. My son played with them until we realized Favre was an animal. Yeah. I've got this one from 99. I've got an unopened one from 96. I got an unopened one from 97. An unopened one from 98. Wow. And another 99. So I got five unopened. Here's a headliner. <laughs> I got five unopened of these uh, things and I think I'm just going to, cause I saved him as a kid. I would always get one to play with and get one to save for mm-hmm. like, you know, instead of my dad teaching me about the stock market, we tried to invest in shit. You could buy at KB toys. So yeah. that any neighbor could. So I think I'm just, I might just, I might just open them and throw them in a box to consolidate size or I might just throw them in the goodwill bin. Yeah, how much value do they have anymore? Unless you want one. I mean, do I get any of the benefits of the state of Mississippi's welfare system if I get it? No, but you can get uh, weekend access to the new volleyball court. Ooh. How about Glenn Robinson headliner in package? <laughs> Big dog. That's that interesting. My wall. All right, so... You can mull that over and get back to me. <laughs> okay. 
but not too late because I might have thrown them away. Uh, I got another voicemail. This is from the guy who goes by the head dog. He's the, he's the head dog. Okay. <laughs> Negativity keeps coming from oh, 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 oh. Art, it's the head dog calling about the Packers. I'm just wondering where all this negativity keeps coming from when it comes to the Packers. I understand we got a long road ahead of us, but I just got to remind people, January and February are coming, the longest, coldest months of the year when there's nothing going on. And every morning and Monday morning, I get on ESPN while I'm using the bathroom and I play with the playoff machine. And it is really possible for the Packers to make the playoffs. Is it likely? Absolutely not. Is it a long shot? Absolutely. But it is still very possible. And, and people just need to keep the faith. I understand getting a high draft pick is great, but the NFL draft is not, not like the NBA draft where it's the first couple guys, you know, can change your whole franchise. And the rest of the draft is a bunch of role player nobodies who are usually out of the league within maybe a year or two, maybe don't even make the team. I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. I believe he was like a second rounder. So right now I'm keeping the faith every week, just hoping for another victory. Because I want people to remember, if we get that seven seed and the Vikings keep that two seed, just think about Aaron Rodgers heading into U.S. Bank Stadium for a playoff game. And if he can bounce the Vikings and shut up that terrible skull chance and shut up all these Vikings fans who haven't won a single thing in their entire history, it would be one of the greatest feelings of all time, and it would bring us back to the early 2010 Aaron Rodgers days where anything was possible, and you always kept the faith. Are we going to beat the Dolphins? Maybe not. Are we going to beat the Lions coming up? Maybe not. Even the Vikings in the regular season, it's going to be a long shot. But we have to keep the faith. You and Chuckster always talked about how Milwaukee's a great sports town. When we never won championships, when we had that longest streak going for championships, uh, a city without a championship, where did that passion go? I just want people to keep the faith because after Christmas is over, it gets long and rough. And if there's another week in January where we can have Packer football, we need it. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas. So the head dog, I, I feel for this man. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's clearly working through some stuff. Yeah. I think he's in the denial portion of grief on this season because while he's optimistically thinking of a day where Rodgers goes into U.S. Bank Stadium and beats the Vikings, he then did not give the Packers a shot to, in Lambeau, beat the Vikings uh, or the <laughs> Dolphins or even maybe Detroit. Right. So we got four games left. We ain't going to the playoffs at one and three, big head man, head dog. Uh, also, let somebody else do it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't need the Packers to go nine and eight and then somehow play the Vikings in the playoffs. Because then there's the chance we lose. Let somebody yeah. else do it. Now, ultimately, yes. If the Packers made the playoffs, that'd be holy, holy cow. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, not, they're not gonna though. Yeah, we we want our teams to win because we are fans of our team. So obviously you want your team to win and make the playoffs, but at the same time, it can be detrimental to the team. Look at the two thousands bucks. 
where they just barely won enough to sneak into the playoffs as the last seed time and time again with no real shot of winning the the NBA Finals. And yeah, it's cool to have some playoff just games, but at the same time, if you don't really have a chance, kind of what's the point? You can only deal with mediocrity for so long. So at this point, you have Aaron who's hurt and who could realistically spend the rest of the year on the IR. You have a quarterback who you need to see what he can do before you give him his fifth-year option. And you have a team full of young guys who could compete, but at the end of the day probably won't win many games the rest of the year. So you get a top-10 pick, you reload, and then you come out strong next year. That's what my thinking would be. Why try to get into the playoffs, get a worse draft pick, and then get killed in the playoffs rather than kind of just retool like the Brewers like to do? Well, if I'm going to go back to my theme here with you is play for today, for today, today. But I also said uh, I different teams carry different emotions. I want to see Jordan Love. I do too. And I don't, I don't know that they're five and eight with Jordan Love. Like it's I, tough. Aaron I, has I, I could be better some, with Jordan Love. Aaron has made some vintage plays and throws this year, especially in the clutch. But he also is the reason that they have lost a few of those games. If I was granted uh, a wish by a genie, mm-hmm. and you couldn't wish for unlimited wishes because that's the move. Yeah. If he said. What inflection of history would you like to see different? I wouldn't say like, well, I got to be careful (laughs) with what I say. Yeah. I mean, I would probably eliminate, fuck, what would I really say? It's tough. I was thinking about what I, would I say there's no COVID? Would I say there's no AIDS? Would I say there's no like take out the first war. What I say, Adam not eating the apple. What would I say? Because then if I go far too, if I go too far back, then I don't. Then I'm not alive. Yeah. What is the butterfly effect of any choice that you could make? Do I say? I do I say something religious? Because a lot of people are are into their religion, but a lot of people have died in the name of religion. What do I do there? That's tough. Do like I just say, religions. what if the world, what if the universe never existed and just take away all strife? I was just going to say, I want to go back to the beginning of the season and see what it would look like if Jordan Love played every game. But shit, now I got my brain working overtime here. Tito, what, what, if, what if we're just in a simulation? Oh, I think we might be. It's, I mean, deja vu is a real thing. Who knows? That's why I try to not think about it because whenever I do, it usually leads to me crying myself to sleep. So I'd prefer to, you know, think about if Jordan Love could have the Packers with a record above 500. See, a lot of people were defending the Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Kaiser thing. If Rodgers wants to have thought provoking experiments, why don't you say something like that to Kaiser? Why don't you say, hey, do you think we might be in a simulation rather than, what are your thoughts on 9-11? Yeah. And wasn't that the first thing he said to him, too? Yeah. Like, come on. Well, he was just doing a thought-provoking experiment. Well, then don't do it with that. 
what do we think about 9-11? It was a national tragedy that a lot of stuff behind the scenes probably that we will never know happened. Yeah, well, you should look into it, Evan. Oh, I did. In high school, I did. My friends and I, we bought all the way into some conspiracy theories. You we did what? We, I mean, we never thought that anything... Oh, like you did? ...truly, a, like, illicit happened. There's some shady stuff that happened. I think there's no doubt. But at the end of the day, we were just bored high schoolers who weren't getting laid. So really didn't have much else to do. Maybe that's the problem with Rogers right now. His girlfriend. I haven't Bruce heard much Scott about, much about this blue of Earth. Where is she? We, we heard about her for one day. Is, are they even dating? I don't know. It's a great question. Rogers always loves right. the news to come out that he's dating someone. And then you never hear about the breakup. Why can't Aaron Rodgers hold down a relationship? 414. Oh, because he's an egomaniac, selfish narcissist. That's why. No but kidding. he can throw a football, so uh, mm-hmm. I buy his jersey. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Wendell Ferreira at Cheesehead okay. TV because he's got an article yeah. about how the Packers can make the playoffs. It's possible. It is possible. So basically he says, well, we need to win out. Yeah. We got the Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, and Lions. There is a shot that we can win three of four. So that's that's not, so let's say the Packers run the table, they finish nine and eight. There are three wild card mm-hmm. spots. One's gonna go to the Cowboys or the Eagles, probably the Cowboys. The two other are wide open. Washington and the Giants play each other this Sunday. The loser we need to focus on. The loser will have to lose two more. The Giants then play the Vikings, Colts, and Eagles. They'll need to lose two of those if they lose to Washington. And then Washington would need to lose to the Niners, Browns, or Cowboys twice. Okay. So uh, that's possible. The Seahawks, uh, the Packers would have the Seahawks on tiebreaker advantage. I guess if the Seahawks finish with a similar record, all of a sudden you got to worry about the lions. Right. And then you have the NFC South where the Panthers right now could win out. They play Tampa. They could win out and win the division. Jeez. Um, But our playoff chances right now are about 5%. But, you know, there were people I was talking to uh, on yesterday's show scoreboard watching. I'm, I mean, I'm not there yet. I, if the Packers win the next three games, then I'll do the scenarios. Yeah, if they win the next I mean, three games and they're still alive, then I'll do the scenarios. The funny thing is, if they do win out and make the playoffs, that is kind of exactly what you want for a playoff team to be hot as hell going in. That's kind of how the Packers won the Super Bowl in the first place in uh, 2010. But do we really think that that's going to happen this year? Uh, I don't know. Uh, one more thing with you as we were talking uh, Bucks throughout uh, the day a little bit. There was a report from Shams, which came out yesterday. And by yesterday, I mean as we were talking live here today, Evan. Okay. In the latest article, Sham said multiple league sources said the Suns recently engaged in three team talks that would have sent Jay Crowder to Milwaukee four bucks second round draft picks along with players to Houston and Eric Gordon 
and or Kenyon Martin Jr. to Phoenix. The holdup was that the Rockets are coveting one first-round pick for Gordon. Which is hilarious. The Rockets have had interest in Gordon from other contenders, but appear less willing to entertain the topic of Martin. Could look good on Sunday. So if the news came across that the Bucks traded, let's say Grayson's the player, but it says players. If they trade Grayson, Wara, four second-round picks and come back with Jay Crowder, fuck that. I'm, I'm unbelievably pissed if that happened. I don't That's want Jay Crowder for a second-round pick. I can't be more clear how little I think Jay Crowder would help this team. I think he would, right. be, he would suck the space out of other guys that can play. Crowder is not what you think he is anymore. He's a downgrade from Grayson Allen as is. Yeah, I don't want Crowder anywhere near this team at all. If you're making a trade to go and get like a Jordan Clarkson, maybe we can talk or maybe like a Buddy Heald type guy. Yeah, then we can trade some second round picks and Grayson and Nora. But you're downgrading there, trading for a dude who's like 36, lost his athleticism, uh, is pretty much just there for defense, which you don't really need right now. I don't Pass. want Jay Crowder, yeah. He also, I don't know if he really likes Milwaukee that much. He sure loves to play well against the Bucks and the Bucks only. Do we know if he liked his time at Marquette? Nobody ever cares when people like Jimmy Butler went to Marquette. I, I never hear about that. Honestly, this is I honestly. I mean, Marquette is pretty forgettable. Sometimes Dwayne Wade Marquette comes up. Okay. But no one I like. When I think of Jimmy Butler, the fact that he went to Marquette is maybe the 40th thing that I think of. I think of him blasting Rachel Nichols. I think of yeah. uh, his coffee shop. I think yeah. of how he updated his hair, and now he got a different headshot in DraftKings. Mm-hmm. I, I think about the different teams he's played on. I think that he's the number 22. I think about how Horvat loves him. You got to think about the uh, froggy fresh rap, Jimmy Butler is your father. Yeah, I think about all these things. And then I think, oh, didn't, where do you go to school? Oh, yeah, Marquette. Yeah, no, that, that's not ringing a bell. They got a big win. Who cares? Notre Dame. I don't like there. Yeah. As a UWM grad, I don't like Marquette. Oh, uh, you do you have Panther fever? A little bit. They're starting to win some games here, which is nice to see. For the World but, Cup, you've never joined me at Nomad. If you would have been there for USA, uh, USA England? Mm-hmm. No, the Tuesday game was USA Iran. Okay. Uh, Coach Bart Lundy came down and watched the game. Really? Yeah. Nice. I was like, Coach. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Friend of show. That's right. And I I, I, I mean, I got to tell him, it's only going to be so long before you try to come down to an East Side bar and get swarmed. You're, you're going to lead the, you're going to be the coach that leads this team back to the NCAA tournament. You're going to make a sweet 16 before Fran McCaffrey does. Oh God. Yes, please. Maybe mm-hmm. before Shaka. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Evan. Well, it's good to see you again. You too. This has been fun. It's nice to talk about sports again, besides me talking in an echo chamber. Yeah. 
Do you got a lot of people at work that talk sports? No. 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 Do you work with like a lot of ladies? Yes, but that's not mutually exclusive. No, but I, I'm just trying to get a read on like I figure I I feel like you work somewhere with like a lot of 55 year old ladies. Yes. That yeah. <laughs> that's actually pretty accurate. Do they like come in and like pinch your cheek? Are they all like your de facto aunties? No, that would be something. I do try to make sure that I have the candy jar on my desk out. So I'm essentially like the 55-year-old auntie, always giving out candy. Yeah. Yeah, I bought some uh, buttermints at Target the other day. So, Are you going to be in line for a Christmas bonus? Did you start there enough to get a Christmas bonus? That's a good question. I hope so. I like money. I didn't have Um, any for a while there. I think I've only gotten two Christmas bonuses in my life. One was a hundred. I think I got a hundred dollar gift card at the fan one year. I I think I got a twenty dollar grocery card at the fan once. Oh yeah, we got Mariano's. <laughs> yeah, and we had to figure out where it was. Yeah, and then a couple people ended up giving me theirs because they were like, "Oh, okay." I'm. I, it was right by my parents' house, so I go to that grocery store, and people were like, "All right, I'm never gonna go there. Just take this." No, Mariano sucks. I I don't want to I don't want to blast. You mean Metcalf's? That's what it is. In West Dallas? No, it's I thought it was Metcalf's in uh Tosa. Oh yeah, Tosa, Tosa. Oh, it's okay, Mariano's is like a roundies. Okay. And they're they're in uh whatever the one is in West in Tosa. Yeah. Because if something here's how this works. Here's how this mm-hmm. works. If something costs a dollar at pick and save, you can get it for 90 cents with your club card. It costs yep. 95 cents at festival. Mm-hmm. It costs a dollar five at Metro Market. It costs a dollar 80 at Sendix. And it costs 495 at Metcalf's. Yeah. There was like a 12 liter of Coke I was going to buy. It was 12.99. It was paid a dollar a Coke. Yeah, it's crazy. Why is that place so expensive? You're asking the wrong person. That's I why a I go to dollar gift card. I went to buy a handle of Captain. They're like, "We need 10 more dollars from you, sir." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's why I I like to shop at Festival. Festival where you can Shop for groceries. Mm. How's that? Um, I'm working on my ad uh, copy. One year in TV in lacrosse, I got a $50 gift card to Quick Trip. And I had like no money. And I ate off Quick Trip for the next three and a half weeks. You say that like it's a bad thing. I would gladly do that. I realize that I love Quick Trip. It is a a But I hate Quick Trip culture. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Quick. But then you and I love and get... Culver's. Mm-hmm. And I love Culver's culture. Interesting. And I hate in and out culture. And I hate in and out. I thought it was just you hate Radio Joe. And I don't like Metcalves. <laughs> but I love Metcalves culture. 
Ah, is that so? Okay. And I love Radio Joe. I love Radio Joe. I miss him. Me too. I'm going to get him on. You should. Absolutely. Tell him I say hi. Maybe I'll do like a day with Radio Joe. <laughs> a day in the life? Yeah. Just follow him with a camera crew? Yeah. Wake up with his wife. Well, yeah, you have to start with him getting out of bed, as every day in the life ever does. <laughs> he'll be like, he'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, um, Rachel, I noticed that last night you slept with 60% of the sheets and encroached just a little bit on my side of the bed. <laughs> if you could just in the future... <laughs> You forgot the, um, um, Rachel, uh, Rachel. Rachel. Oh. all in fun. I love radio, Joe. <laughs> uh, I do too. We worked together against the great evil for a long time. And with that, yeah. I will say goodbye. Good to see <laughs> you, buddy. You too. Love you. Uh, tomorrow's show. I'm going okay, to don't say love you back. That's fine. No, I love you. Love you. Okay. So I'm going to do a Bucks Warriors post. I think I'm going though to the game. Okay. Yeah. So TBD. I might go to the game too. I'm not sure. Well, I'm only going to go if I get uh, free tickets. Makes sense. Yeah. Does your brother travel with the team? Yeah, he'll be here. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I get you got to get him on the pod. Uh, he won't do that. <laughs> Conflict of interest, or he just doesn't want to. Yeah, it's not. He's, it's not his job. You know, it's not his job. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Evan Heffelberger. Love you too. His name. Love you too. <laughs>